city full of sin. One couple is enduring everything, fighting hard not to raise liberals by calling out the political BS. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you might even have a little bit of pee come out. So sit down, strap in, and prepare to be entertained. Today, I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a couple who has been quiet for far too long. For our listening audience, I give you Mike and Melissa as they endure everything. going on everyone mike and melissa are back how are you i'm a little horsed little horsed horse 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 yeah you got a frog in your throat i do Uh, it's been really windy so and melissa can vouch for this really bad so my sinuses have been crazy so my voice is a little little wonky the entire city is um raspy (laughs) it's not covid i promise you it's it's COVID and the sinuses. Is it, what is it? Is it, oh, <laughs> is it pollen or the plague? Remember how we play that game? Like I swear it's not the plague. It's just pollen. It's just pollen. It's just pollen. For me, I'm allergic to like everything outside. So yeah, you're allergic to life. <laughs> it feels like it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I know. So I say because anything fun or whatever, you're like, nope. I am not that bad. I'm only half that bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about today. Yeah, what's going on today? Well, what we're going to introduce, I'm excited. Oh, okay. So, guess I'm what? Excited. It finally happened. We So, we finally fixed figured out the scheduling and we had and the timing. The timing and coordinated and the stars yep. aligned. Yep. And oh. we finally had the interview with Mr. Joey Gilbert. It was as good as I had hoped it would be. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah, you like pause there, but no, I was I was super excited. I was kind of fangirling a little bit, so I was excited because she you was know, geeking out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was so. I was a little excited, so I was I was like, oh my gosh, it's finally gonna happen. Despite my blooper, yes, yeah, it is pre-recorded. Was, so. <laughs> yeah, so we did pre-record it and uh, costume change. Yeah, um, but and it didn't help that I fell down the stairs. Yeah, Melissa fell down the stairs, so we kind of had a yeah. There are so, reasons why we are, we're taking so we're long getting it out. So we're a little behind. I'm sorry. I've, uh, yeah, I'm still. And she wasn't even sore. drunk, I promise you. No, I was stone cold sober and I, I don't. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say other than getting old is not cool. It is not cool. No, because everything hurts. <laughs> you well, just want to It die. always hurts no matter what your age is that's when true. you fall down the stairs. That's That's true. <laughs> What did you say? I broke my coxus. Co- co- your your coxus. Coxus. I don't know how to say it, but if that's your tailbone, I probably did. I don't. I like that, and my hips, and my ribs, and my like. I swear, I'm shorter. I was asleep. I'm I had shorter. nothing to do with it. I'm shorter now because I went like. You tried to slide down the stairs like Grace does. Oh my gosh! And it didn't work. If you guys have ever been to our house, we have like 19 steps, and they're like steep like kilimanjaro steps and um and grace will like kind of sit down and precariously 
position herself and she just luge. She she uses the, the she rides the stairs down like a slide. Like a luge. And she, she hauls. Like picture Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. On his on his on a, on a sled going down the stairs. Not a sled, it's your body. But she has her body. Going down, no sled. Oh, we digress because I'm so excited about what we're going to show people. Yes. So, without further ado, let's check it out. Here we are, everyone. We, as we promised, Mr. Joey Gilbert is on the line, Woo-hoo. and uh, we're going to ask him some questions today. So, Mr. Gilbert, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm just, uh, you know, working away here. I was just saying the uh, home office here I'm at. We're switching things around, but um, things are great. Awesome. We're, uh, away yeah you're just uh how is the so running for office and work and just nuts it's, go, it's it's going great <laughs> awesome so let's get started what you want to go ahead and get started with your first yeah, question yeah so we're gonna jump in here and uh uh for us obviously um we're very concerned with the status of Nevada and its economic um, ability to stay valuable and um, be successful in the things that we want to do. So our current governor, um, <clears throat> Mr. Sisolak, is uh, all about the green initiative and how things work with that. What is your take on that? And do you think that as a tourist city in Las Vegas, specifically also up in Reno, do you think we can survive some type of a overhaul? with green initiative absolutely not our corrupt governor's a complete moron there's no basis in reality the guy's completely clueless he has no idea he just merits the talking points of another completely you know moronic governor gavin newsom these guys just talk out the side of their i mean they're just complete idiots they just say stuff without any understanding on how it's going to affect you know business I mean, they don't realize when it's just like i just saw this thing about the truck stuff i mean if i was if I was in a you know different spot right now, I'd love to blast him, but I'm running for governor, so I've got to be you know um, more uh, more executive based. But the guy's an idiot. You know, 90% of all goods you know come in Nevada via trucks. Um, there's trucks. There's there's you know family-owned trucking companies that cannot you know afford because of what they've done the last two years, how they've crippled this economy, and crushed things, and forced their mandates on people. We're down. I don't know how many truckers. I think it's like an 80,000 you know trucker shortage. 80,000 people, you know, less that we have for trucking. So it's an industry that's already taking a toll. Now you're going to come in and say you can only use trucks there from this uh, day and age forward, 2008 or whatever, whatever it is. It's nonsense. I mean, look, I'm all for, for, you know, protecting our environment. I'm all for doing what's best for the environment in time, but we've got to stair step our way there. And we've got to work with businesses, business owners, companies, and not just throw out these, you know, again, this is pie in the sky nonsense. You know, it's a pipe dream. He just says it, but then would he would he absolutely do it? Yes, he would. The guy's a moron. He has no idea about business. He ran a telemarketing company. You know, so that means he's you know he's a he's a salesman. You know, and a, and a bad one at that. And so again, this is not stuff that actually is sustainable. It's ridiculous. I've met with the Nevada Trucking Association. I've spent a ton of time talking to truckers. You guys probably knew I flew down to Alianto uh, to send the trucker convoy out. Uh, this is not a time to start, you know, you know, doing this pie in the sky nonsense that we're just going to, you know, go to green technology for trucking. 
You know, we're already done more than almost any other country. You, know, you look at China, you look at Pakistan, you look at India, you look at places where, you know, they don't follow any of the stuff we're following. We are not the, the problem right now of anything. And there's not a single person in Nevada that, that thinks differently than I do, that wants to protect our environment, that wants clean water and clean power and this and that. But, but we also want jobs in safe communities and healthy folks. And, and again, you know, and, and to sit there and, you know, try and put one before the other, our schools are the worst of the nation. Before this idiot gets up and says another word about green technology, about anything, why don't you talk about the emergency, you know, situation that's going on in our schools? That's where the emergency, stop talking about pie in the sky nonsense, like green technology for trucks. Fix our schools so more companies want to come here and then start talking about stuff that doesn't matter to the everyday hardworking Nevadan, not your nonsense, or tourists coming into town that don't want supply chain issues, that don't want to be, don't want to know that 90, you know, that every day 98 million gallons of treated sewage are being fed through our pipes, served for in our food that you're drinking. I mean, think about that. If you're getting tap water in Nevada at any restaurant, you know what you're getting? Treated sewage. All right. So let's let's really stop with the nonsense. Let's talk about safe communities, safe schools in a safe environment that businesses want to come here and not more regulations, more red tape and more trying to, you know, basically, you know, push the everyday folks out of the opportunity to compete. And, and let's get back to basics here. No, I agree um, with all of that. And and I will tell you, everyone down here in Southern Nevada agrees with you as well. Um, that whole green initiative push is just insane. And to think that China and other um, third world countries, not that China is, but they're not even following, um, you know, like emission standards or anything like that. So why, why are we pushing so hard here in America for that? So that's all about to come to a swift end here. Yeah, um, when we win this primary June 14th or 15th, whenever they announce it, Sisolak will be on his, eel, on his heels until November. I will put him in a corner and punch Good. until he's done. Because again, people have had it. He doesn't realize this. It's not a red wave coming uh, in, in, in June and November, respectively. It's a freedom wave. This is no longer about, you know, Republicans and Democrats. This is about America. This is about freedom, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, safe schools, schools that teach, you know, uh, an economy that works for everybody, not just the rich. And when was the last time, I mean, this is the thing I don't understand. So this is me speaking directly to, 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 his, to Latinos and to the black community. So why is it that only rich white guys can be politicians? Why is it that only rich white guys can be governor? You got to have experience doing what? Experience running the state to the ground? Because that's what Sisolak has done. Experience running Vegas Metro, Las Vegas Metro to the ground. Highest crime rate we've seen in decades in Metro right now. That's the guy you're actually considering. Knows nothing about business. Gets up there and says, I have 6,000 employees. And a one point whatever billion dollar budget, but you've run into the ground. Your 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 guys mm-hmm. hate you. The rank and file can't stand you. The the entire community is a, is you know in flames literally. So I just have no time for this, guys. Um, I can't wait to get in there and be the people's governor. You know, fight for the people, do what's best for we the people, and not we the special interests. I agree. Uh, 100%. Mike, what's your next question? So kind of just to follow up, you mentioned education. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, but with the current inflation ridiculousness uh, that's been going on, so what do you think as governor, uh, do you think you can help minimize or mitigate, especially let's say worst case scenario with this 
Democrat run state and right now federal level. So how would you be able to essentially fight that or resist that in this worst case scenario? Because if Republicans take over, that's going to be relatively easy to, to get things back the way you said. So, but let's say worst case scenario and you're fighting against the democratic party. Well, it's actually really simple. You know, I, like we just said a minute ago, it's not a red wave coming. It's a freedom wave. So they're not going to have a two thirds veto proof majority. That's not going to happen. They might've played their games with the redistricting. They've definitely rigged the elections. You know, they definitely played every game they can with the mail-in ballots, universal mail-in ballots being shipped to every Nevada and everybody that's lived in Nevada the last 10 years. And so they've got their games, but like I said, um, the, the fraud, the rig that they do is about using early ballot, early voting to know how much they have to bring in to cover. And we're all over that. There's patriots that are on both sides of the aisle now have had enough, both Democrats, Republicans, independents, you know, uh, nonpartisan, even libertarians. Enough is enough. So they're not going to have the veto proof majority. And this is going to be the first time in a long time that the governor's veto power is the most important thing we have in this state. And this isn't, look, I'm going to veto everything thing. This is like, this is saying, listen, I'm going to veto everything that's not much smart legislation for Nevadans. Very simple. Nothing that's going to come across my desk that's going to hurt the everyday worker in Nevada is going to get signed. And the special interest groups are going to have to go back to the drawing board with their Democrat, you know, partners in crime, literally partners in corruption, and figure out what works best for everybody. Because I will absolutely be the guardian at the gate, stand for, stand strong for the, for the people of Nevada, and veto all their garbage until they start fixing stuff. We want safe schools. We want an economy that works for all. We want every mandate lifted. We want our law enforcement's hands untied. We want our police fully funded. And we want to do things like remove the liabilities they're trying to put on police for doing their jobs. Who would want to be a cop today if you can get sued personally for nonsense, right? When have you heard the the current sheriff of Clark County talk about protecting officers, talk about doing what's best for, for police? You don't hear about this stuff because they don't care. 100%. So you mentioned electorate integrity. So that's always a big issue as of right now. Um, I am not confident in our election system. Uh, I'm sure like many, I'm still going to go vote because I do think that's important. That's how we're going to uh, flush out this corruption. But um, we know your stance with the executive orders that were taking place with the, in regards to the election, but to someone who may have not heard you yet, what is, what is your stance? Well, I mean, look, AB 321 is a disaster. It's what made mail-in ballots, the basic universal mail-in ballots um, legal and, and permanent. He's also got ballot harvesting in there. So my position on that is it's all garbage. It's got to go. But any, any political uh, person right now, especially a candidate for governor that's running, telling you when I get in, I'm going to make, you know, voter ID mandatory and I'm going to, do away with ballot harvesting, and I'm going to do away with the mail-in ballots. Well, guess what? You're not going to get in uh, if we don't do something about this now. So I'm the only candidate that's been working every day, that's filed lawsuits, that's been bringing resolutions to county commissions, that's been working with counties from McNye County to Lander County to Lyon County to Washoe County to Elko County and even White Pine County about what we can do. And and very soon here in short order, Clark County, even though it might be futile, it's got to be put on the record. It's got to be exposed that we've got to, you know, be able to trust our election system. Our, you know, it's, our, it's a critical, you know, moment in history. 
where if these guys can get away with this kind of voter, you know, integrity, you know, nonsense that I mean that is missing. And it is election fraud. It's not voter fraud. It's election fraud. And so we've got to do everything we can do from precinct captains, the precinct strategy that you've hear, heard our president talk about, to making sure that we have poll workers, not watchers that observe the fraud, canvassing, and then again, getting out there and getting every single registered Republican in, in to vote, and, and even more than that, every independent. And as, as Aaron Lewis said, I was on the stage with him in Laughlin uh, you know, last weekend on Saturday night, and he said, listen, to my independent friends out there, you know, and he, he used a, a bad word, an F word, but he said, pick an F inside. And uh, he's, and that's what we need to do. Everyone needs to pick a side, exactly. whether you like the Republican party or not right now, I'm not too happy with them. I don't think they've done nearly enough. You know, Ron, Ron and McDaniel and them, they raised almost 500 million for voter integrity and they don't do a thing with it. They might've given 40 million. I mean, every swing state should have got 50 million bucks to do, you know, full blown audits, you know, voter integrity projects should have been funded by them. But again, it just goes to show you that, you know, I, I feel the same way as you do that, you know, you know, I don't have the most confident in these elections because what have they really done? The Democrats aren't evil geniuses. They had help on both sides. They had the establishment Republicans, the never Trumpers, the people that believed it was a means to an end. Let's get Biden back in power so we can be riding with Biden and go back on the gravy train. And now people are really looking around going, holy smokes, what did we do? You know, this country is in flames. What's poured across that southern border, the, you know, you know, forced vaccine in our military, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the inflation. And again, for people that think inflation is because, I mean, their gas prices are because of Russia, we get less than 3% of our gas from Russia. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with an incompetent administration that wasn't prepared for what would become the demand after supply had been shut off through a manufactured crisis called COVID. And no one has spent time walking with energy partners like I have in Southern Nevada, Rebel Oil Company, you know, and talking about what we really need to do, which is just get the get the economy and get, get oil production moving again, which anybody besides our senile installed puppet president would have done when we were coming out of COVID, would have uncapped these wells, you know, renewed these leases and start pumping oil again. But they didn't because it's all pushed towards green energy and forcing people that don't have money to go buy electric vehicles they can't even afford. Exactly. 100%. Go ahead. What the hell did you just say? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That was my elbow. <laughs> I apologize. That. Um, uh, so you had brought up education, and I'm going to get on that because that is something very near and dear to my heart. I did teach down here in Clark County for five years, and it was even back down in 97, it was horrible. Um, but And now I homeschool, and I'm a part of a very huge homeschool community down here in Southern Nevada. So what I want to ask is... I know on the books right now, uh, the state of Nevada requires that there can only be one district in one county. So Clark County can only have that one Clark County school district. Is there any way that you think that you might want to go in and change those laws to enable Clark County school district, which let's be honest, is the most ridiculous, horrible district in the country and uh, break that up because we obviously um, we obviously need to focus on the students that are in public school and focus on the teachers because they don't deserve to be uh, treated and um, misrepresented the way that is happening right now. And, and, and I know it all goes back to parents um, at the home and where it begins, but uh, it is an absolute shambles right here. And that's why uh, so many people have pulled their kids out and do homeschool. So what's your take on that lawn? How do we fix that district? 
Well, look, we've got to get in there and we're absolutely, we're breaking up Clark County School District to probably four or five districts. I remember being out in Laughlin and I looked around, I said, hold on a second. It says Clark County Fire. I said, this is Clark County. We just drove for an hour and a half. This is Clark County. Why would that be Clark County School District? Why would it be, you know, everywhere you go in, in the in the valley there, it's got to be broken up. It's, and again, listen, we have nothing to lose. Uh, Nevada schools are 51st in the nation in territories. <clears throat> Why did I just say that? Because I got corrected in, in Lake Tahoe the other day in Incline Village, actually, when a mom who's a homeschooling mom raised her hand and said, Mr. Gilbert, we're actually 51st. And I said, 51st, you know, I was an English lit major. I'm not the best in math, but how can we be 51st? She said, Puerto Rico is better than us. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Now that I have to incorporate, now I have to incorporate and our territories into the conversation, um, it's failed. And I'm a homeschooling dad. Uh, my daughter's crushing it. She's a year ahead. I work with the homeschooling, you know, families across the, the, the state and the homeschoolers, you know, absolutely, you know, destroyed in a good way these last couple of years while our kids going to school got crushed. And when I say they got crushed, 90% plus failed. Uh, 75 through 95% of fourth through eighth graders in Las Vegas are functionally illiterate. 95% of those graduating from high school are reading in an eighth grade reading level. It is a complete and total breakdown of the system and something needs to be done. And so we're going to have to work with these uh, uh, legislators, like I said, and say, we need to do something here, but you're going to see a governor who's never um, been someone so fierce to back the teachers that want the help because there's plenty of good teachers out there. And now less than 50% of the teachers are in the union that they're hiding those stats. They don't want people to know that. So the teachers are going to come to me. I'm going to back them. We're going to go to the unions and say, get behind the teachers. If not, we're going to decertify those suckers and move on down the road. And I can absolutely <clears throat> promise you Clark County school district is right on my radar of being radar being broken up into four or five districts. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it definitely, there needs to be a change. Um, it is insane. And Jara has definitely, um, ruled with just whatever he wants to do. You know, he resigned and got a resignation bonus and then came back on and got another bonus. The guy is completely corrupt and does not have the children's interest in mind at all. But in regards to that, how do you propose? Well, not even that. They don't even know how to solve the problems. It's much more than that. You know, you just saw his, his news conference the other day. He blamed all this violence <laughs> and all this nonsense going on on COVID. But what about the last eight years? What about the eight years before COVID? Also missing from that conference on violence in our schools. You saw DA Wolfson standing behind another part of the problem, another complete corruptly degenerate hack that should not be there anymore. Can't wait to ask for his resignation should he win re-election and a bunch of other ones. But who was missing from the picture? The Clark County Sheriff, who's been absent for the past year as he's been on his little, you know, tour for governor, should have resigned to run for governor. Vegas's crime stats are through the roof and that's now trickled into our schools. Oh, 100%. So in regard to that and the crime and whatnot and the, the tortures in school, how do you propose not only to keep teachers, but bring in additional teachers that are not from a foreign country, because I know that we get a lot of foreigners coming in trying to teach our children, but how do we keep those teachers, the staff and the students, not only retain them, but also keep them safe in those schools? Cause right now, I mean, I know Clark County school district police have a horrible hands. They, they're, they're just behind. It's very simple. Um, First of all, we have to get people, people want to bring up stuff like, you know, CRT, CRT scratching the surface. Immediately, we have to get rid of restorative discipline program, the credit recovery, the absenteeism, the drug use uh, through voluntary testing. 
And, you know, um, what, pe what people that don't know about restorative discipline, it allows kids to commit violent assaults on teachers, other students, sexual assaults on female students or male students, um, bring drugs, contraband, weapons to school. They won't get suspended. They might get a, they might get a talking to, but nothing else happens to them. And that's going to end immediately on day one. And again, it's going to end because I'm going to tell the legislature it's got to go or they can just forget about anything else they want. Our schools are the crisis. If you want to know what the true pandemic is, it's a pandemic and failed leadership for our school system. So what we do is we support the teachers. The teachers have to first feel like they have someone that's going to get their back. Right now, they don't feel that. Right now, they don't feel like they have a governor that's going to, you know, convene a meeting and appoint people in each district that they're going to go to and be able to speak, you know, honestly, candidly to, transparently to, and then something's going to be done. And like I said, until that's in place, until there's a governor in place that's truly behind the teachers and they feel like they're empowered, you're going to still have what's going on, which is a lot of teachers that would speak up if they felt that they would be protected, their job wouldn't be on the line, they wouldn't be targeted. So that it's, it all starts at the top. I'm running for governor today because originally I was hired by a PAC. We had formed this PAC, the People's Champ PAC. I was trying to work on fixing Nevada's public schools up here in Northern Nevada. Kept banging, kept banging my head because I was getting stalled up at the school board, stalled up at the superintendent. When I finally figured out who's the one making the calls here, it all defaults, you know, defaults back to the governor. The buck stops with the governor and starts with the governor. And he just has, again, this guy has no vision, no, no, you know, no, no integrity. He's a complete corrupt clown. He's the absolute worst thing, a total disaster to this state has been. And the sooner he's out, the better we are. But I'll tell you this, we're not going to get anywhere if we put any of these career politicians in place because they're beholden to the teachers unions, the big corporations, everybody that gives them money that wants to leave this stuff in place. So we need, we need teachers to make sure like they've got a voice, they have to feel protected, and they actually have to have someone that's going to support what the changes they want made and go to the unions on their behalf because we're not going to be a whole having a whole different conversation when we get this union leadership on the phone and say, yeah, hey, hey, bud. So this Governor Gilbert here, um, yeah, less than 50% of the teachers on the union right now, they don't feel like they're, you know, being represented by you guys at all. You're not backing them. So I'm thinking about getting you guys decertified. You know, you want to talk or not, you know, boom, that's, that's how that's going to happen. But until that happens, forget about it. And every other candidate running for governor has no idea how to fix the schools. They're talking about school choice and charter schools and ESAs. It's all nonsense. It's got to start at the root of the problem. We've got to fix it. And here's the last thing I'll say. Until the public schools are forced to compete for students, they have no incentive to improve. So vouchers, I want full-blown education vouchers, 11,000 bucks per student to go to any parent that wants to take their kid out and find, find, pro, you know, find solutions to problems themselves. And then you're going to, and then people say, oh, but Joey, that's going to take money from the, you know, the, the state from the schools. Well, I hate to tell you this, but we've thrown money at these guys for a decade. We fund at the same rate. We actually fund higher now than Florida. Florida schools are ranked number three in the country. And every one of my opponents now is using these lines. Go back and look on my website who was talking about this first. This is the problem. They've got to feel like they're going to have to compete for students or they're not going to get better. I agree 100%. We need to hit them where it hurts the most, which is their pocketbook. Yes, yep. uh, absolutely. So I'm glad you brought up vouchers um, because right now, uh, Melissa, has, uh, we have a friend who informed us about charter schools and the vouchers and what they're doing right now with, uh, let me just look at my notes here. Uh, the double voucher. Yeah, the double voucher. Uh, um, but it's mo mostly geared for, you know, minorities instead of for everybody. Um, going back to what you said about CRT, CRT. Mm -hmm. and everything else, 
So how would you come combat this? Like, what, what would be some of the things you would do? You mentioned vouchers, but. Combat what? Well, so it, it looks like some school districts are trying to um, give more incentive to certain groups of people who um, they want to pull out of public school, which I think is great. I think everybody should pull out of public school, but it's, it's full vouchers for every parent. There's yeah. not going to be some race class based system, full vouchers for every parent that wants it. And it does not tie the parents' hands. They're not then, you know, bound to the government anyway, just like the homeschooling parents are. And trust me, because I heard it from them right away. There's, this does not make you beholden to the government, to the state in any way, shape, or form. Parents right now, parental choice. Parental choice, parents make the parental, parental rights. Parents make the medical decisions for their children, and parents make the decisions on curriculum. And if these schools don't want to stop playing this transgender, social indoctrination garbage, this CRT nonsense, you know, it's very simple. Pull your kids out. You got your education voucher. And then, you know, like I said, the teachers unions either step up and fix this stuff. We decertify them. I am talking a full-fledged assault on the public school system, which are now government schools, because they are damaging, they're hurting, they're putting the lives of our students and our teachers in jeopardy every single day. And that's the true emergency in Nevada. Agreed. A hundred percent. The indoctrination is insane. My last statement on school, like, so I get like, you want to give vouchers, um, but just know, and I, I think you know this already because you're a homeschooler. Us homeschoolers, we don't want the government's money. We want the government out of our lives and everything. And I, I'm sure you feel the same way. So we don't, I, I don't want the 11,000 for my kids. I would rather spend but my you'd own take money. That 11,000 if you, if you knew there was nothing attached to it. Uh, I don't think I would. I'll be honest with you. I don't want well, any. That's fine. You don't have to, you know what? You don't have to take it, but it's yeah. going to be available for every parent that wants it. They can do a better job with their kids' education. Agreed. I fight with the homeschool people a lot about this, but at the end of the day, we have to do something bold. This little, you know, you know, a little bit here, a little bit, it has to be a complete change to a shock and awe change to the system Agreed. to get things fixed mm -hmm. because it can't just be good for these people. Now, you know, it's got to be available to everybody. And again, that's our money. That's the people's money. It's mm -hmm. $11,000 per student, I mean, allocated per student. If you don't want it, great. There'll be plenty of other kids to give it to, plenty of plenty other families. But there's going to be plenty of families that do want it and do need it. I love that. Maybe there's a way I can donate my money to somebody else who, who does need it. I'd be willing to do that for sure. Um, you had brought up Lombardo. Let, let's be honest. The, the guy's a joke. Um, Total joke. he does not care about the safety of our officers, which you had said, and now he's just tied their hands with this new traffic law incentive thing where, you know, like, honestly, what gives anybody a right to want to be even a police officer nowadays when you can't even do your job correctly? How do we fix this issue with him? I mean, he needs to be removed. And let's be honest, I don't know any police officer who voted for him. I don't know anybody who voted for him. So, oh, you know, um, every time I'm in Clark County, I meet with deputies. They can't stand this guy. They think he's a scumbag. They think that he has not done what's best for the department. I mean, first thing he does, he gets in, he gets rid of the gang unit and narcotics units. <laughs> I mean, just, just out of control. You know, when you don't have your own rank and file supporting you, you got a problem. When you've got wives against Lombardo calling you, me as a candidate, when you're meeting with Metro guys, you know, under the, you know, under, under the radar places because they can't stand to see this guy even mentioning his name for governor or throwing his name in the hat, we got a problem. So, look, um, we're going to have to work together with the legislature, but we're going to repeal those laws. 
We're going to sit down with these county commissioners. We're going to sit down with these city councils. We need to get rid of corrupt judges, corrupt DAs, corrupt city council members. And then we need to, like I said, back our officers, back the blue, fund our police, give them the resources. They don't need to play social worker and, you know, everything else that the 10 different hats they have to wear every single day. Now, at the same time, I'm not one of those guys that thinks you're going to send a social worker into a domestic violence call because that person's not going to come out. Right. At the same time, we want people working together. So it'd be appropriate for the police to deal with that and then have those resources right on hand. And that's what we're going to do. But anybody that talks about Joe Lombardo, a failed sheriff coming in and saving Nevada is absolutely out of their mind. We are in the state we're in today with the second unemployment, highest inflation in the nation, worst schools in the nation, and the 50th ranked state for election integrity because of these corrupt career politicians like Joe Lombardo. And that's why we've got to make sure he doesn't get to Carson City. 100%. Well, Thank you, Mr. Gilbert. Uh, we appreciate it. We know you're incredibly busy, so we'll let you get back to it. But thank you for uh, setting some time aside for us and just getting your message out there. Uh, where can everyone find you if they want to donate or follow you or anything? Thank you. Then go to gilbertforgovernor.com, gilbertforgovernor.com. And we appreciate any a contribution of any, any size. And I just want to finish by saying this. You know, people need to understand this is not my campaign. This is our campaign, okay? It's not about me, it's about we, we the people. We've gotta do this together. I need everybody listening to your show, anybody that you're in contact with to make sure they register as a Republican today so they can vote in the June 14th primary. And the mail-in ballots are gonna drop May 3rd. And a lot of people are gonna vote by mail regardless, but you gotta make sure you're registered a Republican, do it now, get in the game, call your friends, call your family. And as Ted Nugent says, the only way we lose this thing is voter apathy. There's a lot of people that have been complaining the last two years about how terrible things are. And then, you know, they're your hunting buddies, they're your fishing buddies, they're your drinking buddies or whatever they are. Make sure you say, don't assume. Assuming is a big problem. Make sure they are registered as Republicans so they can vote because that's the only way. We have to flood the system to overcome this fraud that's going to be there. And if everybody does it, we will overcome it. And we will give Steve Sisolak the worst political beating of his lifetime. And I look forward to doing that. As as, as well. So thank you again. And good luck to you, sir. Mr. Gilbert. Have a wonderful day and a safe weekend. Thank you. You too. And there you have it. So hey, what did you we're think? Back. Oh my gosh. I thought it was great. Um, I disagree with him about the vouchers for elementary school. I, I, I know that was, that was crazy. I, was, I actually didn't expect you to do that. Well, I want him to know that we don't, homeschool families don't want that. Like we don't want the government. Well, in, we can't vouch for every single person. We can only I throw can our, vouch for what I, the people that I know. Yeah. We can only vouch for and the person who wrote the law. Yes. <laughs> there she goes interrupting me again. I was like, I was going to say we should let everyone have their own opinion of it because there are probably going to be a lot of people in the groups that we're part of that will like it. Maybe not everyone. I, I agree. With, I agree with you. Not everyone. But so I think the it's a slippery slope. The minute you start accepting funds into your home for something that you want to do on your own and now you've accepted government funds in there you've accepted the government into your house so i don't see any free loving patriotic homeschool person wanting that money now the problem is okay we've had a lot of people move in from california move in from other states california does give you money for homeschooling and so the problem is is that 
Now the government is in your home. You left California for a reason. Please do not bring your left-wing, liberal, ideological nuisances of thoughts and theories and ideas to Nevada because we don't need it. We, we don't need it. Don't California mind Nevada. Exactly. And that's exactly <laughs> what you were really waiting for that, too. You were like hand on the buzzer. I kept looking over at you. But no, so I mean, I, I hope he under, and, and I hope there's a way for me to not accept those funds. I don't want them. You know, like give them to somebody who does. I, I don't want the, I want no part of the government in my homeschool life. No, Zero, I, I agree. Period, you know, I agree with you 100%. Exclamation. So, yeah. You know, we're on the same page. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there are some people and I hope they open their eyes because they're going to wreck homeschooling in Nevada. I'm see, going to say. It. And I've said this in the past too and you've agreed with it when on even off-camera conversations on uh, No. It's, what did I agree with? That we shouldn't pay taxes. Oh, property taxes. Property okay. taxes or taxes on our kids not going to public school. Okay, so here's okay, y- yes. But uh, obviously it's not gonna take away property taxes altogether because you still need well, to pay it for police, fire, and all that. Other yeah, stuff. but so so here's kind of where I'm at with that. Even the elderly, like the elderly talk about that. Well, I still pay property taxes. Mm -hmm. My kids are long gone and done and out of public school. So I understand somehow trying to fund public, public education. It's in the word. I get that. However, the, the issue I have with public education, especially down here in Clark County school district is that they don't care about the students. They don't care about the parents. They don't care about anything. I, that's where I'm getting at. So if you have the elderly, yeah. uh, the homeschoolers mm-hmm. or anybody else, people who don't have kids who are not paying specifically public school mm-hmm. taxes for public school, that's going to greatly diminish essentially the budget, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So now you're going to force teachers and administrators to get more creative and actually earn those funds because of the more people, that, the more kids that go to school, the more families are paying taxes, blah, blah, 100%. blah, blah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, here's the, here's the flaw a little bit in that, in that idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our property taxes are nowhere near that $11,000 voucher that he wanted to give us. Correct. To, so there would be a huge disconnect. Like we only, like depending on the price and size of your house, your property taxes might only range anywhere from 1500 to maybe three to 4000 a year. Mm-hmm. And that's n- not nearly enough to help fund and pay for a child's public education. No, I agree on with you. On the flip side, it's way more than enough to fund homeschooling education um, because our curriculum doesn't cost that much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so there's a disconnect. And I think one of the problems is with public school and education in itself is that the the problem starts with the, the like essentially the proverbial head of the snake. Um, if of you, course. If you cut off the head, do two grow back? 
or does the snake die? Um, unfortunately, in this school district, it's a hydra. It is a is it is a hydra, and two will grow back, and then four will grow back. It it is. Um, Clark County School District is a necessary evil for a lot of people who only look at it as um, eight hours of free daycare. Um, unfortunately, those parents are doing a huge disservice to their children, to their city, and to their nation come 10 years from now when, you know, in the Clark County School District, they don't allow any, any child to get less than a D. Did you know that? They've changed the law. So now, regardless no of fails. how bad you do. Re- so you-, you could be a senior and not know how to read. I really pray that's not going to happen. No, that's but- that's unfortunately a harsh reality, especially yeah. here in Nevada. I mean, we are, uh, like you heard in the interview, you know, someone pointed out that we're actually 51 <laughs> when you add the territories. So when he said, when joy gilbert said that i was like oh that's a good point yeah (laughs) i didn't think about that because i just focused on the states but yeah yeah Yeah. so it's it's a real shame and a huge disappointment especially as someone who really was excited to enter the teaching profession and um and was just dumbfounded and like it was a slap in the face to see how CCSD runs their program, and that was back 97, 98. Yeah, this 90, is back when was, you were teaching. So. Yeah, long, like over well, 20 years and ago. I, and I agree with you. I don't think the voucher is necessarily the way to go. The $11,000 yeah. that he went? I don't know. I don't I, I, I know. I think the real problem is the system, like, you're, like you're pointing. It's broke. Yeah. Um, and either you either need to start over completely or do a lot of shameless plug <laughs> go vandals <laughs> that was so random <laughs> sorry you know how i am but no squirrel I think, right. I think you're right the system is broken and i think that until that system yeah and oh, the, i was gonna say and like you're about to say is until the system is fixed or revamped or just a new one altogether the issue isn't going to go away. Yeah. And that's the problem is we need to, we need to rewrite that law that says there can only be one school district in one County and, 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 and fix it. I'm sorry. Or you need to break up Clark County. I, I, I have no other way of thinking about it. It's just so random, but I, I love that. I loved how I'm glad he said that though, that he's for yeah. breaking up the County. Yeah. So. Or at least, or the school district one yeah. too. Um, I loved that he um, talked back about Sislak, and I do. I love <laughs> that's that. my favorite part about Joe Gilbert. I yeah, he, and he says he's the people's governor, and and I really like that. I I really appreciate you know his honesty, and you know he just comes out and says what all of us are thinking, and and I I appreciate that. I really hope that he stands by everything he says Mm -hmm. you know um we've seen many times that people um will just like in high school i'm the person who's going to get everybody's going to get free ice cream you know but you you know you can't promise things that that you're not the the deliverer of like uh one of my one of the people that i admire a lot um 
he um, he constantly says you can't hand out the bread if you're not part of making it and cooking it and baking it and all that stuff. You can't you can't take the rewards or reap the rewards for something if you're not there to be in the mix of you know that you know if you're not making the sausage you can't enjoy it type of a thing. Does Basically, have your cake and ice cream or cake, cake and, and eat it too. Yeah. yeah. Let them eat cake. Thanks, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Have a fun time well. without your head. But yeah, um, but no, I, I think that unless, you, and, and, and Mr. Gilbert is in a position to change these laws and to make things better. So I just, I pray, um, and I, I, you know me, I pray for all of our leaders and future leaders and everyone every day just because, America needs it. And I like that he's like, I'm the, you know, the people's governor. And and that well, makes me happy. And, and you, you guys know me, right? I, I've been saying this from, from almost the start that talk is cheap. Yes. And I agree with you. I hope he does follow through. Um, And until he gets in there, if he gets in there, it's... That's the only way we're going to find out. Oh, God, help me that Sisolak doesn't get reelected or Lombardo gets in there. Because I seriously, I I don't, I have no words because I will lose my ever-loving mind. Oh, yeah, like, uh, Lombardo's, uh, no. (laughs) It's just, no. It's a no. (laughs) Um, But what I was going to say is, you have everybody both sides talking, talk, 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 talk. Oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to fix this. or we're going to get them and we're going to do talk is cheap. I'm sorry. And on the Republican side, all you guys do is talk and there's almost no action. Um, Well, I like that you asked him that. I like, how are you going to work with a house that might be, you know, democratic or liberal or whatever the case may be. Right. And everyone's against you. I mean, he's not going to be able to, to pass everything. Um, I mean, look at Trump when he had his first two years and it was a Republican presidency, House, Senate. Because you're idiots. And, and all the Republicans like betrayed him, essentially. Yeah. So that's why I was like, what are you going to do if, you know, God forbid. You don't have. You're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Yeah. So how can you keep your promises if you can't, if you're constantly fighting like similar to Trump? So that's what I was getting at. I just hope, I, I, I really hope, you know, people talk about a red wave or read this or read that. I just, I really hope that, (laughs) excuse me, it doesn't matter to me if you are maybe in the middle or whatever. But as long as you stand by what you say and follow up and pursue the things that you say, like I want a freedom-loving patriot American in every seat of our government across the nation. The problem is, is we've got evil working overtime and against us. Oh, yeah, on all sides. On all Uh, sides. So it's, and I've said this before, is we should get rid of the party system. Because I'd like to know if there's quote unquote Democrats now that wouldn't be a Democrat, so to speak, like keep the same promises. 
You mean if oh, there if there was oh, no party? Okay. Well, the same goes for rhinos. The yeah, same goes for exactly. Like, like, are you still going to be conservative if you don't have to join a party? And that's what. Well, and and here's because conservative isn't a party; it's an ideal. Correct. No, I. It is a philosophy. It's an ideology. I agree a hundred percent. However, Mr. Gilbert did say, you know, like. Y- you need to choose. You need to. You need to pick. And and the reason I think he says that, and I I understand, and I kind of agree with this, is that mm-hmm. when you get too many independents into the mix, it pulls away from both party sides, and then people aren't able to run effectively or get voted in effectively because your vote is getting torn into three different categories. No, I understand that. And, and I agree. Like, pick a side, dude. Like, well, get off the freaking fence. You, you can know? still pick a side, though, with there's no party. You just have to choose the individual that you want. Well, yeah, I don't know. You've talked about that a long time, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the parties are flawed. Oh, a thousand percent. I think they're both flawed on both ends. And I see your logic. And, like, if we just got rid of them, then it'd be better. I don't know if it'd be better. Uh, who knows if it'd be, be if it'd be better? Because, like you said, you could have, you know, twenty different candidates on whatever. Yeah. Um. But that's where the 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 primaries come in, where you can yeah. only pick the like the top three, let's say, hmm. and then and whatever they're running, mm-hmm. right? And the top three, you pick the top three people mm-hmm. for whatever position, um, and the individual has to choose the one of the three that they're going to go for. I don't want to say the individual to the individual because that's weird. But So do you mean like if you pick the top three and so then those three fight it out for like, let's right. say, for example, governor, assistant governor, and like maybe treasurer or secretary or right. whatever. Whatever the position is. Mm-hmm. And now the official vote is still November. You see what I'm saying? So then you have three candidates running for one position. Right. But they're all kind of like independent or something. Right. Everybody's independent. Like no one, no one's part of a party. Mm-hmm. So then you choose the per, the person that best represents your values, your philosophy, your. Well, it's still going to be just a talking head. I mean. Well, it's always like that. It's politicians. Yeah. You're not going to get away from that. Yeah. But at least, at least if the, there's no party system, you're going to have the general public listening to all the points of views <laughs> you versus... Would, you would hope so, well, but that'd be the ideal be honest. Because yeah. as soon as anybody hears Republican or Democrat, the opposite side, yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, I automatically don't want to hear them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm proposing is just get rid of that variable and... Are you going to hundred percent fix it? No, by doing that. Mm -hmm. But it's, I, in my opinion, it's a step in the right direction. Okay. All right. Well, needless to say, I thought the interview went really well. I really like, I like him more than I did previously, Mm -hmm. um, which was a lot. You know, I was torn between him and somebody else and she stepped out of the race Mm -hmm. on advice of her counsel or whatnot. Um, I'd like to get her on the show. Yeah. Well, she moved on. She's doing, she's going for secretary or treasurer. Treasurer, or something. treasurer. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michelle Fury, casing it, figure out what yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> but like it was my, my vote was between those two. And, mm-hmm. but I do, I will say this. I have 
felt like at the beginning, um, Joey, Mr. Mr. Gilbert was doing a lot of like um, parades and a lot of stuff like that. And it's kind of settled down and maybe that's due to weather. Maybe that's due because we, it was the holidays, whatever it was, but I'd like to like see, you know, I'd like to see him coming out and doing more public events. And um, I, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask, I totally didn't get to because I spaced it. Well, we were also on a time limit too. So yeah. yeah. Like how, why have you been so quiet lately? And that could also be, you know, doing press junkets and, and, you know, stuff like our show and stuff like that. So, yeah. And I know he's been in a couple of debates too. We saw one of them and we talked about it. Uh, I thought he did really well. Oh, compared to the other, well, yeah. Wackadoodles. <laughs> Holy moly. I want to know who the heck let in some of those people. Like, why'd they wow. open the barn doors and let those people out? Yeah. Uh-oh. That's our opinion. Uh, not- wow. And not an impressive wow. No, it was <laughs> it was wackadoodle time. And some of those guys are still in the running. They're still trying. I'm like, can't you see the writing on the wall? Step away. <laughs> Just be like that Homer Simpson guy that like <laughs> the bushes, the bushes. Just go away. <laughs> just seriously, just step down. Stop wasting your money. I don't know why you're doing. Well, that's the thing. It's not their money. It's contributions, contributors' money. That's you know. Can I say it like that? I never understood that. Don't they have to come in with some skin in the game? Like, I don't know. Maybe, but I've never run for, for office. Political office. I think you'd be good. I think I, I, I want to, I don't know if I'd be good. I think you'd be good. good. You're I get, smart. I get mad frequently. So does Michelle Fury. I know. I love her so much. <laughs> I love her so much. She's fantastic. She, she tells people to sit down. It's I awesome. Just sit down and shut up. I don't think she said that, but yeah, I love it. I think she did once. Actually. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, I know she told somebody to sit down. I don't know if she told him to shut up or not, but I, I love her. She's just like, sit down. Um, yeah. So I, I thought it went really well. What do you like him more or less or the same now that we've got to do the interview? Uh, about the same for me. Really? Yeah. Uh, just seems more personable now. You know, he talked about his daughter and homeschooling her and all that stuff. Like, oh, it no, was, it was great. I, yeah. I never thought he was a bad guy. Ever. I n- never once thought that. Um, okay. uh, I'm just still... Well, it goes back to that tweet that or the video uh, responding to a tweet and where he said, after this, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And I'm like, that's if you're running for public office, that's not your decision anymore. What was the video? So it, it was it was along the line. Someone accused him on Twitter of, um, of providing uh, legal immigration for illegal immigrants. <laughs> okay, so hold on. So uh, providing legal counsel for illegal immigrants to become citizens. He was doing that? Uh, his law firm. Okay, so might not necessarily have been him. Might, might not necessarily have been him. But, okay. Um, and I thought the video, he answered the question, and, and it was, and how he answered it was, these people already had visas or green cards. And, okay. And, and I was going to, that's what you, yeah. I, I had a feeling you knew where, because I was like, well, were they, like, did they apply and get stuff and then trying to become right. legal? It, like, it, are they doing like it the he right responded, way? In, my, in my opinion, he answered 
the the accusation uh-huh. and he and you know as far as it was just the comment of after this it's done well i mean and i was like eh, i don't like that so i get the the i get where you're coming from like if you are running for public office you should be open to any any questions i i is that kind of where you're well not just any thing? questions like it's yeah. not over like and controversial yeah questions. whatever uh-huh. whatever issues mm-hmm. excuse my voice please uh whatever issues he's going through puberty <laughs> i feel like it um that any candidate anybody uh-huh. right uh-huh. It, uh-huh. even uh what's that, the the florida governor desantis, DeSantis. Mm, i really um, like him and people were like, well, DeSantis is not in his office. And it turns out he was with his wife going through chemo. Yeah. Right. So okay. it, it, he, he again had a proper response. And yeah, I would totally leave office to go to my wife's chemo yeah. appointment. I, I think. And it's, but yeah. the fact that he was like, I don't, he's like, it's over and done. We're done talking. I'm like, eh. well, and it could have been. Okay. So you don't know the back context. Right or the backstory or anything of that it I do. I, I was following that little scenario actually. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And like I said, he answered. I felt he answered it. So for me individually, yeah, it settled it. Uh huh. But that wh- little slide comment is what ruffled your yes. feathers. I'm a like, because nah, if it didn't, if it didn't satisfy me, I'd still push it. You know no, what I mean? And, and, I, and I get that. And and maybe you come at it, so you know that that reporters and and whatnot. Constantly hound on stuff. Oh, yeah. Constantly are maybe don't even know the whole side of the story, and so I I get that. Like when you're like, oh my gosh, I've answered this question like twelve times today mm-hmm. because either you guys aren't comprehending what I'm saying. So it it could have been like one it you know could have been it, it could have been a, a fed up moment. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, and so you like when I say you don't know the context behind like how that came out. Like none of us do. You know, unless we constantly are like. What was that TV show or what was that movie that had, what's his name? The Truman show where he constantly was on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you've got somebody following you a thousand percent of the time, all the time, you're not going to know exactly where somebody's coming from. Like I could have an absolutely horrible rough day and like, I get it. And I, and mm-hmm. I did, this happens and I'll like snap at the kids or else, and they don't do anything, but I'm just like, I can't freaking do this anymore. No, I'm I get, so I, I get tired of it. And I, and I a hundred percent understand that. Uh, and I get where you're coming from. Like, you're like, dude, you're running for public office. Answer the question. And if I'm not happy with it, I'm going to ask it a different way. Like I, I get that. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's right all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I'm saying is that if, if I'm not satisfied with the response that you're giving, I'm, I'm going to push it. Yeah. And Oh, this is where I was going with that. Because, whole paparazzi. Go ahead. Well, and I was going to say it's, it's important that we do that. And he's even said this in other videos um, that you need to call out your politicians. You mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. push the envelope and call everybody out. Democrats, Republicans, call mm-hmm. them out. And in order to find out who is really on your side, who is not, and who's for the people, who is not. And there are plenty of people like, uh, was it uh, Scott Harmon, I want to say? I'm going to look it up. Uh, but he's a state senator mm-hmm. and who's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I've actually had to talk, I've talked to him on the phone and 
really nice guy, very supportive. Um, but he gave up really easy because it was during the time of the uh, uh, Syslac recall. Mm -hmm. And we all know that all the farce that was. Um, but he he was sitting there pushing the fact, well, everything is Democrat run right now mm -hmm. because they have the majority. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to have to kind of fall in line with with their but way. But why is and it I'm that like, we always have to fall in line and they don't? Exactly. And that's the problem. I was like, mm, okay. Like, and I just kind of ended the conversation, but I got a phone. I was like, what the f Yeah. <laughs> he was no, nice sure. and very respectful. And I, I in turn was the same, but that really didn't sit well with me. That chapter hide. Yeah. Well, and so like what I was getting at, what I was going to say is, you know, like the paparazzi can be like, why, you know, like they are not paparazzi. Well, huh. They're kind of like paparazzi. The press. Propagandists. <laughs> the press. Yeah. The press can hound and hound and hound and hound. And, you know, these, all these people wanted to do is become legal citizens. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I mean, I commend them for that. And they were in here on a green. So, like, they were probably illegal immigrants, but they had their papers. They had everything to do. And they were trying to do it the legal way. And I think maybe that could have been why he was just so fed up is like, dude, we're, I'm trying to do a service for people who mm -hmm. want to come here legally and appropriately. And I've been told it takes a long time and it's a lot of work and it's difficult and it should be. It should be. Yeah. And, it should be. and, and, like and I said, all these other people that Biden's letting in right. through the, the border, uh, you know, on the south of us is just an atrocity. No, I agree with you. And and that's pretty much what he said. What you just said mm -hmm. was his response. And I was satisfied with that response. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just that little snippet. It, like it's it done. was that little yeah. comment. Yeah. And like I said, he could have just had a really bad day. I mean, let's be honest. I, I You know me. I've done some snippets to you and you're like, wow. Okay. So, but I'm I, a perfect I, angel for the love <laughs> of graham crackers and marshmallows. No, there was only one perfect person who walked this earth, and it is it was, not you. It is, it is not me. No, it, it is, is not. It so is our Lord and say, Savior Jesus Christ. That's right. I said it. <laughs> I love you so much. So, we have totally once again squirreled. <clears throat> but anyway, I think the interview went fantastic. Please let us know what you think. Please write down in your comments, um, like, share, and subscribe this episode. We'll be trying to post this everywhere so that we can, um, you know, get more fault. Ooh, oh, fireworks. Boy. I know, but it's not working. Well, anymore. that's okay. It's okay. That's not okay. That's We can't start over. No, we can't. But I mean, we can, but. No, I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> Like, subscribe. Oh, oh, there we go. We got to work in our... Does it have sound effects that go with it? Hold on, hold on. Okay, we're... not so loud. Okay. We're going to do... Nice. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, that was awesome. The interview was awesome. Uh, Mr. Joy Mr. Gilbert. Joy Gilbert. 
he uh, he was he was very very cool. Yes, and, um, super awesome. So and again, Mr. Gilbert, thank you. Thank you so so much, much sir. for taking the time to come to speak with us. Um, we appreciate it. We know how busy you are, so yes, thank you so, so much. Thank you very much. Um, we hope to have you on the show again, maybe after your governor. So oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> so hey, you guys vote for Joey Gilbert. Um, yes, this is our shameless plug. Um, yes, we think that he is the best option for the state of Nevada. At least I do. I, I'm still... Whatever. We'll, we'll find out when at the polls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Have faith. Yes. All right. Vote for Joey. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Hey, we didn't do our thing. Oh, yeah. We do love you, but... People suck. Yep. Bye. Bye.